Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Yes, sir, we can indeed boogie. Welcome to Half Tour Fantasy Podcast, episode 18. I'm your host, Peter, and this week joined, as always, by Tom and Gunnar. How are you doing, lads? Tom? Yeah, good, thank you. Gunnar? Yep, doing very well, thank you. Excellent. Okay, this is a special podcast. Obviously, no game weeks to cover, so we're going to discuss in a bit more detail about double game week for the Fantasy Football Scotland game. We'll also discuss some Tom Time stuff, Tom Time tactics, Tom Time stuff. We'll get to that. And some of talk and the usual. But first, no one place to start. Scotland have qualified for a major tournament the first time in 23 years. Oof. Oof. Thoughts, <laughs> Tom? Nice, <Aye>, great. <laughs> <laughs> Try enjoy yourself, mate. <laughs> um, no, it's, 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 it's actually pretty exciting because it's, it's been so long since it's happened. It's been a pretty shit 2020, so Scotland are going to go to the, the Euros and it's going to be an even worse 2021, so that's my views. <laughs> Tom, what age are you in, in France, 98, just out of curiosity? What age are you? I would have been nine. Right, so it, it passed you by then? It passed me by. Because right, I just started my first job, and I was also I was 16, and it was great at the time, but again, it was like maybe too, well, you, too young to enjoy it. But you just, you take it for granted. I, was, I remember growing up, it was like, Euro 96, 98, and I'm like, this is, this is just, this happens all the time for Scotland, we'll go back to major tournaments. Little did I know that it was like now, I'm nearly in my I'm late 30s and done until this year. And I'm, I'm just, during this trying times, I didn't see it happen. I didn't expect it to happen. And I'm pleasantly surprised it's coming. I'm like, oh, cool, excellent. Something to look forward. The, the jealous part of me, every two years we go on holiday somewhere, you're watching, the, you're, if you're on a cruise, abroad, or a home other, and you're watching the big tournaments on the TV, and Scotland's not there. And you're always, Sitting either English people, Spanish people, German people, these are countries that are there every year, no matter what they all turn up, and you're always going, ah, well, I hope hope they beat the English. That's the set of it. But next year, that's going to be there for a change. It's going to be excellent. We should, well, what are you going to do? What's your thoughts on Scotland qualifying? Obviously, as you're a non Scot, so. Also, I, I was speaking to John on uh, the other uh, fantasy football. Uh, podcast and uh, he he was really excited uh, he he couldn't really contain his uh, excitement almost but like for me personally so I was watch I watched the game as well and I did a proper like fist bump as well I was like yes Scotland going to the Euros so like personally I'm I'm excited about it but uh, I suppose I didn't have to go through 22 years of not going to major tournaments you know so why is it there we had a wee discussion or on chat about. Yeah, pretty nonplussed German teams. You want to talk us through the reasons for that? Oh well, I, I suppose it comes from um, not not really uh, having a team in like the German top flight. So like some Pauli players aren't ever gonna be called up to to the national side. So that's that's one thing. And then uh, for a while now, I think the German national team hasn't they haven't really had a lot of likable guys in it. You know since. Like Schweinsteiger retired, and there's a lot of stuff going on about uh, Yogi Löw not uh, not wanting certain players uh, in the team that he, that he basically retired. So there's your Müller or or Hummels that he doesn't want to call up anymore, and you know, like 
players like Müller, he had the best two years of his career, I would say, in the past two years. And just because Löw is still the manager, he won't be called up. He even came out with stuff like, yeah, we made the decision, we can't go back on it now. But if Germany changed their manager, they, you would have those players called up again, you know. And uh, it's, it's, it's like the trying... The national side is, is trying to make a change, basically, but um, like they're changing a lot of players. But the the one thing that should be changed, probably the manager, he's he's still clinging on to his job, and uh, until he goes, I don't think I'll be watching many many Germany games. First all the problems in. <laughs> I wish we had those luxuries. I suppose it's, I suppose it's different. I, I suppose looking at it's different. You, Germany are, are a powerhouse in national football. They qualify things. They're all every tournament they expect to, to win it. I suppose right. you get to at least the semis. So you've got a different way of looking at it than us. We're happy to be there. We're all, yeah, we've, we've got qualified. Whereas I suppose Germany, every tournament we expect to either be in the semi finals at least is a must or it's a failure. That's that how it looks at home, Germany. How it works from kind of press at home. Yeah, I suppose that's that's the way you could look at it. So when they when they got kicked out of the last World Cup in the group stages, so that w- that was a big thing over here. But I think it comes also from see in in Scotland, you, Steve Clark brought back this like team mentality, right? We're all going in the same direction and that. But uh, for Germany, it's it's a lot of times it's the case. You have a lot of players from uh, Bayern München or Dortmund, and uh, like they can't stand each other and then they're supposed to play together in this national team. And I, I never really like got my head around like being a Dortmund fan and then you're watching a national team and you're wanting Manuel Neuer to do well. Like that, that doesn't really like sit right with me. Uh, and I suppose it's different for smaller countries, you know, but um, yeah, that's like, that's yeah, so, my that's view. Thomas, like, Thomas <laughs> <laughs> but well done, Scotland. Hey. <laughs> well done, Scotland. Well done, four high school. <laughs> <laughs> What's that, Tom? Yeah, I mean, I wish we had the luxury to tell Thomas Muller to stay at home. <laughs> I know. Um, but, I mean, it's, I mean, it's a great thing for Scotland. I mean, just getting into the quali- uh, just getting into the competition is a, a big achievement. I don't know how far they're going to progress now that we're there, but it'll, it, is, it is good to be a part of a European competition again. Yeah, a bit of a worry there. There's no penalties after group games. See, <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, right, I think I think he's all watched the game, so I'll go for one the stress of the game. I I'll, I sat and watched it, and surprisingly, me was pretty good on that. Oh, oh, I go, and then Christie scores and going right. It was a, it was a totally typical Ryan Christie performance, like. Is it for Celtic? Oh, but it came off from this time. He was hitting shots, came off. He won now. I'm sitting watching and I'm tired. I'm, as you know, I'm starting early. I'm finishing late. I'm tired. And then they score a goal in the eighth minute. And you, I just dropped going, oh my God. And I'll be honest with you, I actually went to my bed. I went, right. I, didn't, I turned the TV off. I brushed my teeth. Let the dogs out for the toilet. Went up the stairs. And I just flicked it on the phone instead for the penalty shootout. But just that way, you, you just think it's, Scotland's going to absolutely Scotland it. The ultimate what, mega boss level for Scotland. I'm going to fuck it right at the end with penalties. But we didn't. And I suppose it's, it's a whole climate and this whole COVID stuff. And the whole, you can't meet your pals and be all excited. You can't go to the pub for a drink. And it's kind of made it a bit more level for me. Not, not too kind of over the top. I think from next year, as, it's, as it builds it, I think it's going to be pretty, pretty exciting. So, Tom, your thoughts? You obviously watched the game live yourself, because you thought it was people horny, but I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yep. Um, yeah, it was typical of Scotland to concede that goal, because all I had to do was see it out to the end. Um, and then, obviously, they scored extra time. And then, who would have thought Scotland would have went through in penalties? I mean, I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> Good on the you you watched it, so you know, so you read the card last exactly. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was probably set up for for typical Scotland failure, you know, concede, like going going one 0 up, conceding a late goal, and then having to go through extra time and penalties. Um, 
but yeah, like you say, I, th- I thought Scotland played played really well. I had the same feeling uh, with Ryan Christie. Uh, John was saying as as well when you if that would have been in a Celtic shirt, he would have probably missed that or like put that in the stands, you know. Um, so yeah, glad for him and great interview as well after the game. Um, what a penalty stop as well from from David Marshall. That was great against Mitro as well. One of the yeah, biggest, biggest players. Yeah. Excellent. So right, this is way off, right? This is also we're, we're months out, but I just want to ask you a couple of questions. Scotland's group is England, Croatia, and Czech Republic. Now the way the group works, obviously the top two qualify, and I think it's four best thirds that it works. Do you think Scotland got a chance to get this group, Tom? No. <laughs> Sent to the point, Tom. Fair play. Can you, can you uh, explain I mean, why? No. <laughs> I mean, I've I've seen Scotland play England, and it's not been a very enjoyable experience. I mean, even though England are, have been a bit flat recently, um, I, I mean, I just, I just don't see it. And then you've got Croatia with the likes of Modric and Kovacic and. All these boys. Yeah, but we're, all, we're always pumping checks. Checks are our, our bitches. Pump them all the time. They play them. Well, <laughs> the COVID I, and half teams and stuff like that. <laughs> I, I think the checks. Are, I think the checks are the only um, are the only team that we've we've got a chance. But I mean, a lot of those players are you know, from Sparta, Prague, and the Celtic players won't be looking forward to that. So uh, that that'll be a concern from. Um, and they've got a lot of decent players as well. I mean, they've got Suchek from West Ham, uh, Kufal as well. They played together. Um, I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be easy. But you never know. A lot can happen between now and the Euros. Tom, try and enjoy yourself. Get him. <laughs> Any chances? Oh, it'll, it'll, it'll be tough in that group. But maybe if Scotland can look around, getting, I don't know, maybe five points. You know, two draws and a win against England, then that'll, you know, that could set them up and then see what happens. You know. I actually do agree with both of you. I do think it's a tough group. I think Scotland fans will go, oh, we beat you, we beat you at the public recently. That's a kind of, but that's not how international football works. It'll be a tough, tough ask to call for this group. It's three major European international teams. But again, I'm just glad we're actually in this conversation. We actually can have this conversation. It's coming. We can actually play these games. England game, I mean, that. The only thing I can think about is see the way Steve Clark sets up this whole. Rigid system, defence system. It might actually work out for the best for us. It might be, it might return more points and results than you actually might think. But again, as Tom said, it's a long time away and it works like an actual football. People get injured and stuff like that, but we'll wait and see. And just on uh, Ryan Christie, I think Ryan Christie is like tailor made for a Scotland team, the way we set up. He's like the, the out ball and there's like your big man Dykes up front, there's like a big bat and ram and it works out fine for us that way. So, again, it's far too far out, but looking at the groups, and I want this, it's not, I'm not, I'm not right there, keep it against you. Who's actually going to win it? <laughs> Do you know? Oh, who's, who's going to win it, you say? The whole um, thing, just, just now, but if, overall, gun in the head, who's going to win it? Um, I almost said Germany there, but I'm going to say France. Tom? I think Belgium. Mate, I'm, I'm France as well. So what's your thoughts on Belgium, Tom? You think it's just a time? It's just a time. I mean, just look, you've just got, you just got to look at the team. There's so much, there's so many decent players in there. I mean, France, I think they'll go close with France. Um, but I don't know. I just, I just, I've just got a, a feeling. It's, it's, it's been a long time coming for Belgium. I think some, we're going to have to win something sometime soon. And obviously, all the now we've now got a, we'll have a new fantasy game in the summer to play, the fantasy Euros game, and gives us more content to talk for the summer, so we don't have to take a hiatus for two months. We'll be here Hi. talking about this, and we will. I know this is off a long time in advance. We will do a league near the time from the the listeners, but we'll work on that and we'll talk about the time. Right, so we're now going to the main chat of the fantasy football Scotland game. So big, big talk. Double game week coming up. Who do you want to start? Do you want to start with transfers? Do you want to start with captains? Do you want to start with questions? Who do you want to do? Talk to me. Talk to me, boys. Tom, go on. 
Yeah, let's do, let's start with the uh, transfers because I don't, um, like I'm looking at my team and I'm absolutely not sure what I'll do this week. So my, my problem is I already have two Aberdeen players. One of them is Ferguson, so that's fine. Then I have Hedges as my second player from Aberdeen. And right. like I, ideally, I would have wanted Considine and Cosgrove this week. Uh, I now have to pick between one of them. So I'm I'm now having to decide if I if I think that the Rangers game, so the Aberdeen Rangers game, if if that like if Cosgrove can score a goal, which I mean like w- will be good then for my team, but I have three Rangers defenders, or if I think that uh, Considine and Aberdeen can keep a clean sheet uh, against Rangers, but I don't see that. I don't see that really. The problem is that that second game, you would probably say that's the that's the easiest game they could have had against Hamilton. Um, but yeah, like I said, I'm I'm not sure, and I'm I'm interested to see what what you guys have to say. So you've made no transfer yet, no? No, not yet, no. Okay. Well, Abram and Hoban. So I've got Ranger, I've got Abram defender, right? So my think my thoughts are, I'm the same as you can. I've got Rangers triple up defence. I've got Hoban. The form will still dictate. I think Rangers will win. I'm assuming you both agree with a win or a bit tight game. They're still probably going to win 1-0. It'll be 0-0, 1-0, 0 Aberdeen. I don't see it going any further than that. So if, but if you look, the bookie will tell you it's probably going to be a Rangers 1-0 win or, or more. Aye. Uh, I, I am pondering on taking a four-point hit for Cosgrove because I'm scared that I'm not going to do it this week. And he's going to go nuts against Hamlin, and I'll be fucking raging myself. Because is it worth it? Four points. He's got to what all days. He's got to, be, he's got to score two goals to be worth the turn or something like that. So, I mean, I'm asking. I'm not looking for you two to convince me, and I'm worth taking it for Costco or just leave it. Because I got Watkins playing around. Obviously, so that's some of my my Henderson kind of role for used to. Seems used to. Yeah. He's sitting on. He's my first loving. So if he's he's not going to play. So I've got Guthrie. Callahan and Forrest the bench. So Callahan's Hamilton, two games, they to So strongest points come on. Or do I take Watkins out and bring in Cosgrove and hope that he, he holds against Hamilton? What about you, Tom? Yeah, so I think Aberdeen are probably the, the best team out of the double game week contenders in terms of focusing in on players. Um, first up, they've got Rangers. We know they're quite defensively sound. Um, if we look at the last time they faced each other was in game week one. Um, it was a 1-0 win to Rangers. Kent with the goal, Morelis assist. And then later on in the game, uh, it was Considine that got sent off. So Aberdeen, we know def- Rangers are quite defensively sound. Aberdeen are pretty good too. So they've already got six clean sheets in 12 uh, league games this season. So... Based on that game week one score and the recent form, I think it's probably going to be. I mean, the best thing you could hope for would be a nil nil, given we've all got these Rangers defenders, <laughs> and I've got Lewis, you've got Tommy Hoban. Um, so we're really hoping for a, a nil nil, but you've got to go on your hunch. And I, I, I think Rangers will win, but we'll be by a small margin. I think one or two nil. Um, We'll probably come to it later on captaincy, but I think it's quite hard to stray away from the, the Tavernier captaincy. Aye. Um, I think when we're looking at Aberdeen, it's really the second fixture that we're interested in because they're playing Hamilton. Um, if we only have to look at the last week when we've seen the heavy defeat to Rangers when they conceded eight goals. Um, Hamilton have actually conceded 16 goals in their last three league games, which is pretty awful. It's oof, that's big thing. Um, They've got the worst expected goals conceded per 90 minutes, including penalties in the league, at 2.59. So that's roughly about five goals every two games. <laughs> so for that reason, you've got to really focus on the Aberdeen attackers, I reckon. So you can't look past Ferguson, really. Um, in the last six game weeks, he's had six goals and two assists. I like Hedges as well because he always looks like he's going to do something. But in that same period, he's only had one goal and one assist. Oh, yeah, I know about that. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Cosgrove was pretty good last season. He got 11 goals. 
we've got a plan ahead as well. We can't just you know just focus on this double game week. And we know that Aberdeen have this really great run up until game week 28. They only face Rangers. It's the only team in the top four they face. So Aberdeen triple up. I reckon we're probably looking at Ferguson, Cosgrove, and one of the Aberdeen defenders, either Lewis in goals or the likes of Tommy Hoban, or maybe even uh, Considine as well. Um, I was I was looking at and I did a poll on my Twitter and it was pretty half and half. I thought in this great I asked who in this great run who's going to what's going to be higher is Constantine going to score more goals or is it going to be Aberdeen? Queen Cosgrove, Queen? you done it twice Cos- a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're yeah. I know. I just want to sing that song. He <laughs> um, can, can boogie, but on you go. <laughs> um, but there's a lack of strikers out there. Apart mm-hmm. from Nisbet, I'm not really I'm not really excited about anybody else, but I'm excited about Cosgrove. Whereas if we look at the defensive options that we've got available to us, Hibs haven't been too bad defensively either. They've got six clean sheets in 13 games. And we've only got to look at Motherwell's recent form as well. Motherwell have been pretty good defensively, and I quite like the look at Declan Gallagher. So there's a lot more options for us defensively than there is in that striker role, and that's why I'm probably going to go for Cosgrove. Um, take the hit. I, I, think, I think it might be worth it because you're not just going to get his points for this game week. It means you've, you've got him now for this run up until game week 28. And next week when you're making your, your free transfer, you can focus in on something else. Tom, you've absolutely charmed me. Charmed me to death there. Because we're going, I'm thinking, it, bang, it's locked in. <laughs> I was swaying. I was swaying, but in my head I was thinking, I need to bring him in sooner or later. It wouldn't surprise me in the slightest we used to win 2-1 at home, but Cosgrove scores a goal because he's, he's a... Ken Defender, Ken a striker that Rangers defence don't like. He's a big canthel, so I'm thinking myself, he can still score against the big teams. So, you've, you've done it, you've, you've turned me. Who yourself, got any thoughts on Tom's talk here? Well, I, I'm on the same boat, yeah. I, I'm convinced as well. It's more the case for me now um, who I'm going to bring him in for because I have Kabamba, Tony Watt, and who's my last striker? Oh. <laughs> Where is he? Shanklin. See, I forgot about him because he never scores. Huh? Shanklin blank. Yeah. See, the thing about Shanklin is if, if he wasn't playing against Hamilton this weekend, then I'd be absolutely 100% convinced of taking him out. But I don't know. Part, part of me thinks he can get a goal against Hamilton. But He's in last week. Surely, surely for all this must be... Are we all on Shanklin? Tommy Shanklin as well? As it Possibly. stands? As it stands, I need to get rid of someone for Cosgrove. And I think My point would be, be, I think this week must be his last chance. See if he blanks against Hamilton at home. You're like, right, okay, he's out. That's what I'm thinking as a player. Other man must think the exact same. It's the weakest team. You can see the most goals. He's quite a high-value striker. And if he can't score against game at home, then it's time for Shanklin to get out of the team. But Tom's not off the coy there. Obviously, he's... He's going for Shanklin to Cosgrove, looks at. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I've got um, I've got Kabamba and Killy play Hamilton next game week. So is he, I'm have to wait up. Do I fancy Shanklin versus Hamilton or do I fancy Kabamba versus well, that's Hamilton? Co- that's, come that's, come up, that's come up with a famous lots of shots on target in the last couple of game weeks. I know. <laughs> Yeah, it's the same thing for me. I have Kabamba as well. And then they have Ross County this weekend who haven't really been defensively solid in the past couple of weeks. So part of me wants to keep Kabamba then as well. Um, I don't know, maybe, maybe if we move on to the, to the next team then who has a, a double game week, that's Hibs. And I also want Kevin Nisbet in. So I don't know, I need to make space kind of for two strikers in my, yeah, out, out of the three that I have. And I don't really know... Uh, Who's going to come out? Well, I've got Nisbet, so I'm fine with that one. Tom, are you getting Nisbet on your team? Yeah, I've got Nisbet. Nice. Yeah, so right, okay. You're just looking for... Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm going to take a hit for Cosgrove. I'm going to take a hit. So, before we get to the questions, I'm going to ask about captains. As it stands, who's your captain and vice-captain? And I'm pretty sure this will overlap with questions. It's fine, we can cover that again, but... As a stand, as a standard for me, captain wise, I'm on Ferguson, and vice captain Nisbet. But I'm not happy with that because I've got this thing about me. I still think Calf and Ian and Martin should be captain. They're only playing one game week, and I'm thinking, well, Aberdeen get something against Rangers, 
and then they'll hammer Hamilton. All Rangers totally stream, steamroll Aberdeen and then it's like worth it. So, so as it stands around, Captain Ferguson, base captain, this because two game weeks and he's almost Celtic and, and St. Johnson obviously. If Celtic can't keep a clean sheet, he could maybe score two games and it's well worth it. But what's your thoughts, Tom? Who's your captain, vice captain? I think it's captain Tav and vice captain, as it stands, I'm on Ferguson. So your first been tapping here because just because he's so reliable, no matter what, you keep him on it, even though it's only one game. And, to, and, and I think until you see a sign that something's wrong there, you, you've just got to keep... Why break the habit? Correct. Gunnar, you? Yeah, I agree. I think the, the ceiling is so high for Tavernier and he, well, hasn't let me down in the past couple of weeks. So I was, I'm definitely staying on Tavernier. And then vice-captain, don't know, it's currently on Ferguson, but... If I do bring Nisbet back, you know, I could see him score a penalty maybe against Celtic and get something against St. Johnson. Maybe vice-captain on him. <sighs> Much to ponder. Much to ponder. <laughs> right, okay. Well, we'll go to our questions relating to this game week. So, let me get to Twitter. I see. I'll see. see. As we get that uh, Elliot music where I've scrolled down this. Or you edit it. Good on what you do, but we don't edit. <laughs> we should get a jingle for things like this. Yeah. <laughs> Can't find that. Right. Okay. Gregor FFS. Nah, I didn't go there, guys. I know. I was going with an end joke. No team. With well, a significantly better two fixtures than another, worth specifically targeting anyone with hits or just letting it run this week. It's a two point question the first up. So, well, can I slightly cover Gunnar? So, I'll let you start first. What do you think? Do you want to go to Tom first, please? Tom, okay, here you go. Um, it's we'll, probably go, we'll probably go into the other teams later on and, and sort of dissect their double game weeks, but I, I think if you're in a position like Gunnar, where he doesn't have the sort of the, the big hitters. When I say big hitters, I probably mean Nisbet, Cosgrove, Ferguson. You could maybe argue an Aberdeen or Hibs defender, but um, if if you're wanting to get two of those guys in for this coming game week, then I would take a hit. I wouldn't be taking hits for St. Johnston, Hamilton players, even the likes of Hedges and players like that. Um, I, I, there's not enough there for me to believe you'll get your returns back plus more. So, unless it's for a heavy hitter, um, I would I would hold on to your points for now. Okay. My only thing would be agree that way. If, again, if you didn't have, like you said, Fergus in your team, this might be a thing to bring him in. But, like Craig asks, there's nothing specifically, the game is actually great. So, it's, it's just trusting your gut and let it run, I suppose. What's your thoughts, Gunnar? Yes, but I agree with Tom. If it's not really for your, like, heavy hitters, or like you say, maybe with your Ferguson or someone like your Nisbet, then I don't think taking hits is worth it there. Okay. And the next part of the question is, <clears throat> thoughts on the Elanusi Rogic double up? Expensive, yes. Both have been impre- performing well in the recent weeks. So I'll start first here. My plan will be, the next few weeks, we'll bring in Celtic midfielders. I am not going for strikers. I'm not going for defenders. I think the it looks like if Celtic stick the same tactics they're sticking to, the 4-2-3-1 or whatever, some variation of that, and it's going to be Rogic, Elanusi, or another, probably Christie. I think that's a value for Celtic right now. Right now, anyway, that's a value. And he says expensive. Rogic is, yes. I don't think is expensive for a midfielder. I think he's pretty cheap. Right, so, 4.5. I know they've had this COVID scare that's going on now. Uh, Celtic play, obviously, Hibs. And then it's Europe. And then we play in the League Cup, I'm quite sure. But all teams play the League Cup. We've got a blank game week, so League Cup game. Then back to Europe again. So, at the end of all that, there'll be no more international breaks. And I straight on it through in March, I believe. If Lennon keeps playing Rogic in that number 10 role, then yes, I think it's well worth the double up NATO if that's your Celtic options. Because it's not defence for me anyway, and there's nothing nailed up front. So that would be my favourite too, would be Elionusi Rogic. Good. I agree that, uh, well, Elionusi really isn't, isn't expensive, and if he can keep that form that he has now, 
uh, take that over into the league as well, then I agree you have a good player there. Uh, Rogic, I don't know. We said it last week. He doesn't really like last the 90 minutes. Um, I would prefer my players to, well, pretty much stay, stay on the pitch for the 90 minutes. Uh, I suppose there's a case to be made. You, you could potentially get more out of Rogic minutes, like 60 minutes, than you could out of Christie's 90. Um, but until I see Rogic uh, have a run in the side and I don't know, like three or four or five games in a row, um, I won't be bringing him in. It's more, much more likely that I'll bring in Ilyanusi instead. Okay. Tom? Yeah, I agree with what you're saying. The value for Celtic's definitely in the midfield. Plus, if we look at what other midfield options we have, there's not really a whole lot out there that, you know, is, you know excites us. I mean, the, the only kind of midfielder that's, that's, that's been on, on form recently is, has been Elianusi. Um, a lot of us have sort of loaded up with the, the cheap options that start, like Kilty, uh, Alan Forrest, but it's not been there for them recently. Um, so I, th- I, th- I think it's probably the way to go. But it's something you're going to have to do gradually because there'll be, there'll be other players that you want to focus on. I mean, you've got a double game coming up just now. I imagine people are probably looking at Aberdeen and Hibs just now. That gives you another opportunity to see how Celtic fair this weekend. Um, and then... You know, a lot of things can change, and you can base your decision on 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 the information we get from this weekend as well. But um, Elianusi is definitely a midfielder that I'll be looking to move towards. Excellent. Right, okay. Next question is from La Abitacora del FPL. Discuss captaincy, best options. Can I done that already? Hibs, Aberdeen, are the usual suspects. So we've really done that. But just if you want to go back again for the fact of the questions. So captaincy. You, we'll, we'll take you, Tom, and you go. So, captaincy, um, I'm sticking with Tav just because he's a tried and tested. We know what we can expect. And he's on penalties as well. So, even if Aberdeen uh, score, you know, we've got Constantine in there. He gets a bit angry sometimes, concedes a penalty. Tav <laughs> might score it. I'll take that. Um, vice captaincy is a, 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 a bit trickier. Um, I think it either has to be Ferguson or Nisbet. For me, Ferguson just edges it. Both of them are on penalties. Nisbet hasn't, and Hibbs haven't been on a fantastic run of form. There's been form there, but it's been a bit of a mixed performance from Hibbs, I think. Whereas Aberdeen, um, they've been a decent run of form. And Ferguson, he's on penalties and he gets more points because he's a midfielder. So vice captaincy goes to Ferguson for me. Hey Gunnar, your thoughts on that? It's a good point, saying he gets more points for his goal scored because he's a midfielder. Um, for me, it's, it's, it's between Ferguson and uh, Nisbet as well for, for the vice-captaincy. I think the thing is, I don't really want Ferguson to score against, uh, against Rangers, you know, in that first game because <laughs> I have the, the, the defensive triple up. Um, so I, I'd much rather that Nisbet scores in the in the two games that he plays, you know. But oh, then... <laughs> oh, oh. Two colours here, Gunnar. So yeah. Um, but I, I I suppose um, Ferguson could just make that up, you know, in 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 the Aki's fixture. Well, I'm I'm gonna have to think about that, but it's it's definitely between the two. Yeah. Listen, don't be surprised by the way if Aberdeen Hamilton finishes nil nil. This is typical <laughs> Scottish football. Honestly, I'll tell you. <laughs> This stuff could have. Right, okay. And our last question, I think, on this, it's not this game related, but it's similar. What, so it's FPL Kimmy, what two keepers would you put in a wild card as it stands? Gunnar. I would definitely have Marciano because I, I have him now. And then my second goalie, well, maybe, so. United on the United, they're keeping clean sheets, so that that, that would be uh, the, make a case for for Seacrest. Or if you want even more of a budget option, the um, Chapman from Motherwell, you know he he's cheap and uh, he sits on my bench. And maybe if if uh, Hibs have a blank game week coming up at at some point, then um, Chapman could fill in. And Carson, I think he's definitely out for a couple of months, so that's your your cheap bench goalkeeper right there. Tom? Um, I definitely agree on the Chapman shout. He's only two million. He's had two clean sheets in his last three. 
and he seems pretty nailed on now that Carson's out for the foreseeable future. Um, two million, pretty standard for a, a backup keeper as well. So you're not out of pocket there. For first choice, I've got Joe Lewis. I quite like him. Aberdeen have got that great run right up until game week 38. Um, Aberdeen have had six clean sheets in 12 so far. Um, you can't really argue with that. Those are the, my two picks. Yeah, I thought it's a. <clears throat> I went and touched Celtic goalkeeper at all. I don't know what's going to go on there. Rangers, I said these last week. I think McGregor's first choice, but I thought at home against a weaker team, I can see rotation. So again, I wouldn't bother with that. Marciano, Seacrest, probably my two. Joe Lewis, if you're not going to Aberdeen, triple elsewhere. But I don't know if you'd rather be in defence there or whatever. But yeah, I think I don't disagree with any of Me personally, probably Marciano and Seacrest, that would matter. Well, card. Then you're still in with a top six team and a team that's. Maybe not top six, but at least they're pretty defensive and you're more chance to clinch you. Right, guys, we're finished with FFS stuff. That's us finished. So we're on to Tom time. Tom, over to you. Hit us with your stats, analytic comments, a lot, your quizzes, whatever. Me and Gwen are now your we're ready. servants just waiting to answer you with wrong answers, the full booner. On you go. Yeah, hold on. Yeah, he was flex pages. He's got <laughs> notes upon notes here, guys. Lots of stuff we can see on camera. Are we not going to talk about him, St. Johnston and Hamilton double game weeks now? I thought we just uh, covered it all. Oh, you better. I know I thought we just got all the one kind of... You got stuff to talk about? Tom, you go. Tom probably has St. Johnston players, that's why. Yeah, on you go, Tom. I just well, thought we'd cover it on a one, on a no, one base. No, it's fine. No, go. Go say it. <laughs> no, I no, that's a huff, Tom. Go. Say it, Tom. Just say it. See, you got to say. No, I'm not in the hall. You've wrote it down, Tom. You've wrote a paragraph. Get out your system. You no, I'll just leave it. It's fine. It's <laughs> <laughs> he's just ripped out that paper and fucked it right in a bin and a half. Just, you can't see this on camera, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and he gave me the finger and all, but that's fine. I'm used to that. <laughs> this is not happening. <laughs> All right, I'll go through it then. Hibs. Hey! Two home fixtures for Hibs. And much like Aberdeen, it's one tricky fixture, and one of them is a bit more attractive. Um, Hibs have had a mixed form recently. Um, they've recently lost 2-0 to Aberdeen, and in the four fixtures preceding this, it was a 3-0 loss to Celtic. They beat Hamilton 3-2, drew 0-0 with Ross County, and then beat Kelly 1-0. In this run, it's seen Nisbet bag three goals, Hamlin scored one as well. Newell, Deutsch, they both registered assists. And in that time as well, it was two clean sheets over the five games. Um, the last time Hibs faced Selleck, it was a 3-0 loss. But more recently, Selleck's defensive form hasn't been great. Um, I could see Shane Duffy retaining his spot on the bench. Um, and Julian's supposed to be back as well, um, following his injury. So, But un unless he really hits the ground running... Um, there's the prospect of, of goals for, for Hibs. Selic have conceded six goals in the last three league games. And if anyone's going to be doing it, I think it's going to be Nisbet. The fixture after that is against St. Johnston on the Tuesday night. The Saints have been really goal shy. It's only been, they've only managed to score in three of their last eight league games. They only, they only scored more than a single goal once when they beat Hamilton 5-3. And I think it would be quite reasonable to expect Hibs to keep a clean sheet in this fixture. I've mentioned in the previous pause, I quite look at Paul Hanlon. Um, he's the second highest, only second to Tav for shots on target so far this season with five. Um, and I think it's reasonable to suggest Nisbet could return in this fixture as well. Um, I don't know your thoughts are on that, guys. You're starting me to think about cat, uh, face cats in the Nisbet. After I've just seen Ferguson, I'm like, oh, Nisbet sounds attractive. What you, girl, Yank? Absolutely. I like the Hanlon shout. Um, I still have Duffy and I need to get rid of him. And it, well, if I had like two transfers or if you could bank a transfer, then I uh, would probably have used one of those transfers on him. But as, as it stands, I'll probably bring in the two strikers. We spoke about Cosgrove and Nismith. But then maybe in the, in the coming week, uh, Hanlon, he'll come in for Duffy. Okay. Anything else, Tom? All right. Well, in relation to St. Johnson, we've talked about them facing Hibs and St. Johnson, another team. With the double team. game week, they're also going to face Motherwell as well at home. Um, 
it's, it's, it's not great for, for the Saints. Um, Motherwell have been pretty good defensively. They've kept four clean, clean sheets in the last six league games. And they've only conceded to Celtic and Rangers in that run. Um, from a, an attacking perspective as well, Motherwell have been pretty decent. They've had 11 goals in the last five games. Um, I've seen them score against Celtic, Rangers. They put three past Aberdeen and they put four past Ross County. So looking ahead of the double game week, Motherwell attackers might be a good shout. Um, as I've got a St. Johnston player, Craig Conway. Um, me too, Tom, me too. He, he won me over after the, the Hamilton performance and I thought St. Johnston had turned a corner, but I think his days are numbered, to be honest with you. Okay. Ready for Tom time, official? If you want, or if you want to make the slag off Hamilton some more, then we could do that. No, I think we've done a fair to be honest. Hamilton's been pelted, pull at the post. Yeah, just avoid. <laughs> avoid, that's it. I've got, <laughs> I've got Callahan, but he's on the bench. He's got a double game eat and put him on the bench. That's how sad that is, because it's obviously all expected from we were four points. I thought nothing else. So, um, last week's pod, Peter requested a bottom six squad of 15. So looking at the, the teams that are in the bottom six and um, coming up with the best scorers out of that bunch. Um, Wait there, I put my league up so I can see the, so I see the bottom six. Don't be kind of complete ass there. <laughs> so it's Motherwell, St. Johnston, Ross County, Livingston, St. Mirren, and at the bottom, Hamilton. Okie dokie, right. Fine. So do you want to start on the two keepers? Good, on you go. Right, um, the two keepers, so I'm going to pick, is McCrory one of them, the Livy keeper? Oh, no, he isn't. No. Mm. Parrish? No? Okay. No. Back to you, Gunnar. Um, oh, so Motherwell on seventh, so Trevor Carson, probably one of them. See, then... I'm only guessing here then. Like, all my logic's gone out the window. Like, <laughs> Right. Right, Tom, nah. I'm all out. That's just two each. So we've got Ross Laidlaw at Ross County. Surprising. And we've got Jack Alnwick at St. Mirren. I suppose 25 like, and 26 points. Start off quite good in the fell away, I suppose. That makes more sense, doesn't it? Okay. Right. Back line. Back line. Five defenders. O'Dolphin? No, surprisingly not. All right, okay. The um, start, the start I stole off the app didn't work, all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely, definitely more well players in there. So I'm going to say Gallagher yeah. is one of them. Yep. Is it more than one more well defender? That's right, yep. Go get her, you're, you're hot, you're, you're still going. Well, uh, right. O'Donnell then. That's the one. Good. Oh, Donald, what's the most Donald got? 55. Okay. Uh, I'm going to guess because I've got my team and twice he's returned. Guthrie? Yep. Oh, aye, good shout. Mm -hmm. mm. <laughs> I was going to say McNamara there, but that was just last weekend, so I'm talking shit. <laughs> no, anyway, he's one of them. Is he, honestly? <laughs> oh, honestly. <laughs> Jesus he's, got one, he's got one more point than Guthrie. Because he's one good return week last week where he got a clean sheet and a goal. Yeah. Okay. Right, back to you then, Gunnar. Last is that as good four out of five? Four out of five, one more to go. One more oh. Probably the trickiest one. So did it stand out then it suddenly wouldn't probably think. Mm. Any ideas, Gunnar? No, no. I think, I think, I think. Uh, no, Tom was past me. I don't know. Uh, Ross County's Cole Donaldson with 32 points. There you go. No, I've never guessed that in a million years. No, me neither. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> we go for the five mids. Right, okay. Bottom six, five mids. You might start, Gunnar. Where do you go? Uh, Forrest is my first pick. Yep. Conway? Yep. Gunnar? Watherspoon. Yep. No, I'm getting. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, what's his name? I can't remember the guy's name. <laughs> uh, Campbell. No. No. Go. 
so we've had two Motherwell players so far, yeah? In the in defense, yeah? That's right. So who's on penalties again for them? You're, you're, you're very, very warm. It's Mark O'Hara. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And the last one is also a penalty taker for his team. Oh, right. He's already had a mention on this pod, actually. Oh, you've, you've flunked me, I don't know. Oh. I, went, I went blank. Tom's, Tom's going in because we can't get it. <laughs> <laughs> had a mention already as well. Oh. That could be empty, good. I was talking about the teams all the time. <laughs> <laughs> At least one of you own him. <laughs> oh, do we? Hi. Oh, that's even bad, isn't it? Callahan? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I got it. <laughs> um, and three strikers. Right, okay. But, um, Tony, what? You've had three Motherwell. So oh, Motherwell's off the table now. Why? Oh, Who's the boy up front for Smurn that scored goals at the start and he's made it all quiet? Oh, Obika. Yep. Yep, him. Thanks for the sister. I'll give you the sister. That was me. Put on a plate for you. Nice, nice. See, but I, I had the same uh, train of thought because I was thinking who was scoring the goals for uh, Ross County at the start of the season? Stewart, is it? That's right, he's one. Steve May? Uh, no, because we've had Mac oh, Conway oh, and Motherspoon. Right. I'm not being nice at the rules here. Right, okay. I, I don't think I'm going to notice. Mm. David Templeton? No. No. Motherwell's done. Johnson's done. Ross County Livingston. Is it a Livingston striker? I can't remember his name, but it's not Dykes. That's news. One of the ones that kept it. Okay. So, Tom, in that team and squad, who would that be in the league? If you, I think you've done this. I'm assuming um, you've done this. Well, <laughs> I'll take I, you I, on it. I didn't, I didn't go into too much detail, but because I'd have to work out who played when. And yeah, it's. Yeah, but if you t- tally up the total score, it's five hundred and seven points, which gets you so, where. So you're, so you're probably going to even have even less than that, because you can't have all fifteen playing at the same time. Right. Okay. Well, I think we're all round about the seven hundred and seventy something mark. So, so like like we thought, without the Rangers triple at the back, you're nowhere near it. Yeah. So yeah. I reckon I reckon you're probably in the bottom half of the game. I'd imagine. Aye. Okay. Fine. Anything else, Tom, to give us? Oh, we've got a short quiz, if you like. Oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. Um, so, so far this season, then, which goalkeeper has made the most saves? Is it a uh, name a person first, or we're going one each week? How are you going to, you're a hosty, how are you formatting this? You can both submit your answers, and then I'll tell you the answer. Good on you, go. I don't know if I want to steal off you or not. Oh. <laughs> I'm I'm go- I'm guessing uh, I'm going to say Marciano. Segrist. It's actually Ryan Fulton of Hamilton. That makes I, sense, actually. I, I suppose if you get a lot of shots on goal. Huh? So next up, who is the only goalkeeper to save a penalty? Oh. Is it Anik? Is it Mun? Gonna? I have no clue. It's Marciano against Hamilton. Ah, you, you, should, you should know, man. That's your, I should just say Marciano man. for every goalkeeper <laughs> question. <laughs> <laughs> Which player has missed the most big chances? When we say big chances, that's a, a clear goal score and opportunity. So, Hudson Edward. What's a dick? I know. Uh, <laughs> big chances. Mm, I think what else? It's Ross Stewart. So he started the season well, then fell away. Okay. Expert opinion. Which player has had the most total shots? So that's a striker's good play. Or well, hopefully a striker's well, playing. it could be any position. I know, no, no. I'm I'm trying to form it in my head here. Most chances, most chance in front of goals, blah 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 blah. The shots on goal, yeah. Yep. 
So, well, shots, total shots can be on target, off target, or blocked. Right, so attempted shots, isn't it? This yeah, just anyone, anyone who's pot shots from anyone. Okay, Ryan Christie then, if that's the case. Good enough. Yeah, see, that's why I asked, you know, because he likes taking shots on, so I'm going to say Christie as well. It's actually Ryan Kent. <sighs> Dang it. Your favourite, Gunnar? Oh, my favourite. <laughs> <laughs> so, excluding Celtic and Rangers players, who is the top for key passes? And a key pass is essentially assisting a shot. So, put in fantasy perspective, these players are a lot... There's quite a high chance of them getting assists because they're making a lot of key passes. Steam Boyle? Going up. Ferguson? It's actually Joe Newell of Hibs. Oh, aye. Okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And again, another one excluding Selic and Rangers players. What defender is top for key passes? So, which defender's got a high potential for assists? You could argue. Defender, defender, defender. You'd probably be quite surprised at this one, actually. Yeah. I'll see if you hadn't said that, I, I probably would have had a better guess. But um... I'm thinking. Considine. No. No. So, seeing how Hoban has like the second most shots at uh, goal as well, I'm going to say Hoban of Hibs. It's actually Scott Tanza. St. Oh, aye. Yeah. He's a wing back, isn't he? Is that a, a wing back role? Is that yeah. yeah, okay. That does make more sense then. Eh? Also, got my Handlins and Hoban's mix up. <laughs> Never mind. More <laughs> <laughs> time. No, that's us. What was our grand total there? One point each or something? Uh, um, we've not done well in no, this one. I, I, think it, I think it was nil-nil. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> right, let's have to listen to Amy going to say we have absolutely no clue <laughs> what's going on, but hey, that's what it is. Right, Tom, we'll move on to FPL chat for we finish up then. You happy with that? Yeah, quite happy with Again, that. Again, thanks, yeah. absolutely good stats. That good means going to have a clue what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> right obviously shit has happened this week we're in Ash football there's been a lot of Covid scares injuries in the FPL chat so I ask you now you know what's going on obviously still a couple weeks to go what is your transfer activity for week coming ahead if there is any at all I'll start with you Gunnar so um, my team currently now I have three players flagged as uh, doubtful that's Robertson that's Salah and uh, Chilwell so I think Robertson, um, he set out the game against Slovakia there uh, for Scotland. Chilwell, Chilwell was taken off in during the England game. And Chil- Sarah... Chil- Chilwell's back, by the way. I've read it online today. Chilwell's oh, is he? Back training, so he's not a doubt as much as you think. That's good. So, well, down to two flag players then. There's Salah, who, I don't know, went to his brother's wedding uh, in Egypt. And he danced. So, and they got COVID. Oh, mate. See, if Salah is only out for the one week, then I'd be okay to bench him. But it's a 12 million player. And that 12 million, having, like, having that on the bench, I, I, there's no point in that. So um, the, the easiest transfer, also like captaincy-wise, would probably be for me Salah <laughs> uh, to Bruno Fernandes. Because I would then probably look at captaining uh, Bruno. Or, or Kevin De Bruyne, maybe. but. Preferably Bruno, then captain him, and then De Bruyne for Son, maybe maybe in the week after. Like currently, I haven't made any transfers yet, uh, and currently my captaincy is on Grealish because on paper, from the, the players I have, he has the the easiest fixture. But yeah, I'm I'm definitely making one transfer, maybe even two. Originally, I had planned to bank my transfer after the international break. Uh, that's probably not gonna happen anymore. Let me call you back to last week. Do uh, when you said you don't want to bring in? Bruno, oh, absolutely not. Man no, <laughs> you hate Man United and how this is a such a flip flop for me to do it, but better anyway. But I mean, 
my opinion still hasn't changed uh, <laughs> about Man United, but like on, on face value for my FPL team, like I brought him in last season when he signed uh, pretty early on and I got a load, load of returns uh, from him before everybody jum- jumped on him. So Same here. I'm not, I'm not going to resist too much and bringing, bringing Bruno in. Um, not too keen on, on any other United players, uh, points-wise and that, but for, yeah, like from the price bracket uh, he is in as well and from the price structure that I have in my team, it is kind of the obvious move. It all, it all rests a little bit on how long Salah will be out, what Klopp will be saying in the press conference, um, and I'll take it from there. Hey, Tom, you? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a Salah winner as well. I, I noticed that the Egyptian FA stated that they expect him to return a negative result next time. I found that quite interesting. Um, oh, aye. They must have had a crystal ball in the room at the same time or something <laughs> like that. Um, so I, I'm still waiting to hear what the Salah news is, really. Um, I'm, I'm looking at making a similar move to Gunnar, whether I either go for Kevin De Bruyne, or whether I go for Bruno Fernandes as well. If, if I do go for Bruno, then you would be an ideal captain choice because obviously he's facing West Brom. Um, if, he, if he is fit to start, I've got the money in the bank. I could possibly go son to either Bruno or KDB as well. Um, I really like the look of City's upcoming fixtures because after the face, um, after the face Spurs this weekend, they've got a really nice looking run. So I really want to get on to... Um, City players for that so I don't know this might be the ideal opportunity to do that I'm, st- I'm, st- I'm still a bit undecided I'm, I'm going to hold off and wait for, for the team news when the press conferences and then I'll, I'll base my decision on that I think because um, as Liverpool's fixtures a bit do they start to stiffen up a bit they're a bit yeah, harder yeah they start to well they're not Man City's the one to go for Liverpool's kind of intermediate it's Spurs that change into Spurs get difficult, so it's way why I stick with Son and Kane at that point. Me myself, I was, I'm a, I've already got Fernandez, so I think he's too great jinx the shit out of me. So please don't get a mine. <laughs> uh, I'm quite happily. I've captain the red. He's on my captain list. I think it's the obvious captain choice. I'm going to say Salah Benz this week. The reason because I want to do a double transfer next week to coincide with Liverpool. Sorry, Man City's easy, easier fixtures. So I'm taking it this week because Mama feels like we're folding McGinn, Son, and Fernandez. I'm happy to take it for one week because I think they could all potentially start and they could all potentially score. I don't know what's going to really, how it's going to play out. And next week I will be looking to go to probably maybe two, definitely two, maybe three Man City players the next four or five weeks. But again, it's all on. Again, you see Tom waiting to see how it comes back for a national break more COVID, more injuries, and they'll take it for there. But I've only had the one flag up, and that was, as you said, good. It's only, it's only, I've only got Salah's flagged. So I'm quite happy with that, as it stands. And I think that's us covered up. I wrote down here, we've all covered it. So that is us, guys. Let's see what else you want to discuss before we move on. No, nope. That's shakes to the heads all around. So, plugs, Tom, plug in your merch, your stuff, on you go. Um, so I'm on Twitter, FFS underscore Scout. Um, I'll be posting my Double Game Week preview article imminently. So like it, retweet it, hit me up, interact. Buzzing to hear from you. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, Tom. Good on yourself. Yeah, uh, I'm doing another Fantasy Football Scotland podcast. It's Fantasy Football Weekly with my mate John. Uh, We've just recorded our new episode that's going out uh, as soon as we uh, get off this Zoom call. Um, So if you want even more Fantasy Scotland chat, chat, go and check that out. It's at Fitball Weekly Pod on Twitter. Excellent. And as always, I say I would follow Gunnar's podcast, Excellent Content. Follow Tom on Twitter. You can get blogs off him. Follow ourselves from the Fantasy Half. And if you like listening, you can get us on iTunes. Give us a, a review. Five star if possible. If not, then don't do it. Or wherever <laughs> you get your podcasts. And all follows all on Twitter. And we'll be back next week. We'll be back every week, actually. We just 
consistently right through, as we discussed, and we'll hopefully be giving you some top, top dollar and top content on the Fantasy Football Scotland chat. And guys, I've actually done a man, so give you a bye-bye. Say goodbye, Gunnar. Goodbye, Peter. Say goodbye, Tom. Bye-bye. It's goodbye for me. See you later, guys. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.